The Hawaii Sports Radio Network on 95.1 FM and AM 760 presents Wake Up in the Den with Kuwale Agbayani. It's Wake Up in the Den, Kule Agbayani, and the return of Alamia. Oh. The crowd goes wild. There's probably a lot of booing going on. <laughs> Some unhappy people with me, apparently. No. Alan Mia makes his return back from vacation and hope you had a wonderful time. Mahalo again to our Kyle Galdera for filling in and, of course, joining me on the broadcast for girls basketball last night and a couple of games last week. We were out there at Kailua for Roosevelt versus Kailua. It was a good game and it's very exciting to be covering these games and giving our student athletes in the OIA this extra plug. And uh, for those of you who are wondering, yes, we will have the recording of last night's game up a little later today so you can go ahead and, and listen to it since we've gotten quite a few requests after after the game yesterday. So it's um, awesome that we get to do this for all of the families and the student athletes. But yes, it's been a crazy last like mm, 48 hours ish, especially because the early signing period has begun for college football specifically is what we are looking into. Still, the rumors were circling like all day yesterday where it former Clemson quarterback DJ Oyangalele, where he would end up. And we saw that Hawaii was kind of the predictor, but haven't seen anything come through yet for Hawaii. Uh, to <laughs> yes, Alan, you've missed a lot in like the last few days, <laughs> which is good. That means you, you got a chance to unplug and not really pay attention to any of the sports that were happening, as you should on your vacation. But uh, he, he hasn't signed anywhere that I have seen yet. So... Uh, you're saying there's a chance. There's a chance. <laughs> and again, there's all types of different opinions on whether, like, how he did at Clemson, but he would, I think he'd compete just fine in the Mountain West. And also if he's fit into the system. But at the end of the day, I mentioned this yesterday, it would be pretty cool just for marketing purposes of Hawaii that a player of that caliber who was highly recruited out of high school, um, chose somewhere like the University of Hawaii. But there's also been rumored that it'll be Oregon also or Oregon State potentially. His younger brother did sign with Oregon, if that's any other indication or fueling other rumors for him going there. But looking at University of Hawaii football's early signing class, we'll have a couple of clips from University of Hawaii head coach Timmy Chang and what he had to say about this new class. And also coming up uh, in the next segment, we'll have an interview with the with a former um, top tennis pro instructor, but now the current tennis pro at Makai Golf Course and also the president of Pua Olona. He will join us to talk a little bit of tennis and share his testimony with the newest uh, CBD product. So, and then coming up, we'll also talk a little bit of sports business as probably the biggest news coming down in the NFL is that YouTube officially lands the NFL Sunday ticket for $2 billion annually. So if you have DirecTV and you have DirecTV specifically for the NFL Sunday ticket, well, you can probably start making plans to get rid of that because it will all go to YouTube, which... 
now YouTube is going to take my money. I know Alan is a YouTube TV subscriber, but if you are, you're still going to have to pay extra. So it won't be included in- And I won't? <laughs> so I'm going to be one of those. I'm going to have to go to YouTube TV now, have another streaming platform, and pay extra. But we'll give you all the details about that coming up a little later in the show. Woo! It's already packed. Real quickly, think about it this way. Everyone goes, why don't you subscribe to it? Because the teams I would want to watch, I'm blocked out from because everyone claims Hawaii as their market. Well, no, they only black you out if it is a game that's shown here. Oh, really? So they changed it? Yeah. Or at least, so I, we stream it through Amazon, but it's still DirecTV, obviously, so it will it won't be on Amazon anymore. But the way that it works now on Amazon is that if it is a game that is streamed here, not necessarily in the market, it will be blacked out. But then you just go to your regular TV and you have to go back and forth. But I like to just watch it for Red Zone because you just... You go. You don't have commercials, and you just see all the, the games, like just the the good stuff, and it's fun to keep track of it with, um, your fantasy football teams. You think Boss Man will pay for that for me? No. Oh, well, it's worth the shot. Not after you hear the price. <laughs> How much is it? <laughs> we'll tell you about that later. So with huh. everyone wondering, that's called a cliffhanger. Around. I know everyone has to stick around a because got to get into some of the UH football stuff because I know we have our guest coming up, and it's a. Pretty extensive interview. So, want to give you the nuts and bolts with University of Hawaii football announcing their early signing class. Uh, they have more than two dozen prospects on the first day of the early signing period, and the group currently includes seven four-year transfers, five JUCO transfers, and 14 high school standouts. So, some of the breakdowns is 17 signees are on the defensive side of the ball. 11 states are represented, including seven from the hometown state of Hawaii. Three international signees, one each from American Samoa, England, and Australia. Uh, And again, we told you about that New Zealand world record holder sprinter that's just going to try his hand in American football and see how it goes because he was inspired by Tyreek Hill. Um, Twelve signees play in the trenches, eight on the defensive line and four on the offensive line, five offensive skill positions, six defensive backs and three linebackers. So um, just this is what Coach Timmy Chang had to say following or just about his excitement with this new signing, early signing class. You know, I'm very excited about this group of guys. I'm, I'm very excited about, you know, how these guys were recruited by our staff, um, by our community, by our state, by our fans, um, you know, and, uh, you know, it, it probably is the most important part uh, to our program is is making sure we get the right pieces in here to represent the state, the university, and our football team. Um, and you know, our, I, I thought we did a, a really good job of um, of of signing these guys, getting these guys to this date on this twenty first. As you know, geographically, we're here, and a lot of our recruits are there. You know, in the mainland, but uh, but we held on tight, and it was a really good. Really good job. I, I felt by you know a total overall effort again by our staff, um, you know our athletic department, um, the fans of the fans of UH um, and the state. And it was an overall effort. You know, for one reason or another, whether it's a family member or you know it's a you know it's a connection somewhere here. Um, um, it's the people. Um, it's it's 
you know, I'm, I'm Twittering it out where we're at and what we're doing on these weekends. And we had three big recruiting weekends and uh, we landed a bunch of these guys and, and um, it was a total overall effort. And I, and I can't thank everybody enough in this state. And if, you know, we're, we're the, we're the flagship program and, and we're, you know, football is, is King in, in Hawaii and, and, and we're the team, you know, the, the state showed out for us. And, uh, and I'm very excited about these guys that we signed in this class. And that was University of Hawaii football head coach Timmy Chang just talking about his excitement. And then he also, and I've been talking about this all the time, I feel like leading up as we were tracking all the commits via Twitter, which most of them, or I believe all of them, have made goods from their verbal commitments and did sign yesterday. But I kept saying, like, as they kept coming in, like, oh, wow, a really big guy. We need to shore up that that line on both sides because when we play against these other schools, they usually make our line look small. So that was definitely something that was on Timmy's radar. And this is what he had to say about those positions and what he was going into this and looking for with these early signees. Uh, D-line, offensive tackle, and corner were the three that I circled uh, right right after we started playing football games. Is hey, you know, I I know that some of these guys are leaving. You know, you got to replace a Blessman. You know, you might have to replace a JT. You know, Matteo Soli, um, Andrew Falio, guys guys that didn't get the chance to play and showcase their talent. And so um, we were really young. Uh, you know, I wanted to get bigger. Um, you know, when you line up at the first game against Vanderbilt uh, and you see those SEC type guys, you know, when I played and I see my teammates coming back around, I run into a, a Isaac Sopawanga, I run into Travis LeBoy, and I run into, uh, you know, Lance Samuseva and all these different guys. I mean, these are humongous guys. I mean, Tony Ockbaum was just walking through our halls and Tony went, and, and Ikaika came, Ikaika Lama France came at the same time. I mean, you're talking six, seven former basketball players. And so we wanted to address our size, our length, and especially our speed. And so if you got those things with, with you know, with the Patrick Hisitake uh, at 6'5", you got Elijah, um, Elijah Johnson, uh, Robinson at uh, at 6'4", um, just going down the list, you got a Zoran Patel, a young, a young kid at 6'4". Um, you know, you're going to start to to fill some of these needs immediately. You know, at receiver, I like them long and 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 guys that can run. And we, we felt we did that with uh with Stephen McBride and, and McLean. And exactly. So I, I when I listened to that portion and again, those audio clips via Rob DeMello and Khalil Sports. But when I listened to that one, especially I was like, oh, thanks, coach. Making me sound smart and like I actually know what I'm talking about when it comes to football because yeah, I sometimes because sometimes, I've been saying that and if you guys have been listening to this show then you know and I, I always joke that I sound like a broken record about needing size and needing tall and long receivers because that's what we've been lacking and he touched on it a little bit but yes you have like offensive lineman Josh Atkins out of Texas he's 6'4 Patrick Hisataki coming back home 6'5 240 uh, Isaac Mangaleo'o from Eva Beach, 6'7", 320, so a lot more size. Elijah Robinson, defensive line, 6'4", 250, and it's going to be really exciting. And one of the the signees that I was excited about um, just personally was 
Tama Uliata out of Waipahu as we saw him play quarterback and also punt returner or kickoff returner. He was kind of the surprise in high school, at least for me. So it's nice to see that he has a home on the home team. And because we were all wondering, like, man, did this kid get any offers? But he's just a worker. And even when Waipahu lost that a state championship, like you could just tell how much it affected him and, and just proving that he's that much of a winner and he works so hard. And yeah, I'm just excited. And of course, you know, from my Pahu, so it's a better bonus for everybody else. It's okay. I get you a my Pahu shirt, Alan, so you can I'll rock him. Rep the 94 block. <laughs> oh, the 94 block. <laughs> yes. I'm so excited. You know, I'm, I'm seeing the class, you know, of course, everything's unknown, right? Um, you're just going based on on what you've seen so far and, and the words of coaches and, and tape and everything. But I'm excited because this is his first full recruiting wow. class. Um, the excitement continues on. You, you you built the foundation and now you start uh, you know laying seed uh, on the on the ground and, and watching those get to grow here. And so I'm excited for that. Like I got chicken skin right now. Like I, I haven't been this excited about UH football in a long time. And it's not because I, I think we're going to be good or anything like that. It's just it's a different vibe right now that mm-hmm. I think that I even I didn't know this program really needed. Um, and and so it, it's it's kind of this weird feeling where I'm like, is this season yet? And then I haven't been this way in a long time. <laughs> uh, so I'm like, I'm, I'm kind of anxious to see what we got here. Put them, you know, strap them up in their pads and, and let's see them go and let's see how they get. There's a couple of them I, I feel like they do need to put on some masks. They, they do need to get a little bit bigger here in the mm-hmm. offseason. But, you know, I think this was a big hurdle for a lot of these players. Now that you're signed, now the grind and the hard work really starts to kick in. And so, yeah, man, I'm super, super pumped up and 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 the fact that Tama decided to stay home, I'm I'm, I'm pretty, that's pretty cool, man. You know, a lot of times these guys start to get a little notoriety in here, and they and they want to test the waters on the mainland, which I, rightfully so, and I and I, I encourage them to do so. But the fact that he's choosing to stay home here to see what mm-hmm. we got here, I think someone I had read kind of equated him maybe he could be our next Calvin Turner, just that all around you know uh, player. And and I, I thought to myself, he might be that guy. He can do a little bit of everything. And now when you put mass on him and a little bit more size, you know. The sky's the limit, so really excited. Yeah, and I mean, he's just a worker, and that's why I mentioned, like, with former Clemson quarterback DJ Oyangalele, like, if he happens to come here, I'm not going to get ahead of myself, just like how you are, Alan. That's thinking, like, oh, my gosh, he's going to come here and be, like, the savior at quarterback position, and we're going to see, like, a second coming of Colt Brennan. No, but... Just the fact if someone like that were to choose to come to Hawaii, it would make our program, like, it would just elevate the program in the eyes of everyone else. Like, wow, out of all the schools he likely could have gone to, he's choosing to go there, where, you know, a lot of the kids now, especially there was one, oh, I forget, Travis Hunter, I think, like a five-star prospect who was committed to Jackson State, did follow his coach, Deion Sanders, to go over to Colorado. And also, you know, we have to give a shout out to a bunch of the local kids that did sign with the other schools, because at least they get, they're getting that opportunity to go to school and pursue their education and then their football career. And the like there were the three that signed from Kahuku officially with Utah. So a lot of kids just out of Hawaii getting these opportunities at the next level. And I mean, just congratulations to everyone. But when we come back, we are going to switch it up a little bit, talk a little tennis and get you caught up with the newest um, CBD product out there, Pua Olona, when we come back on Wake Up in the Den.
Welcome back to Wake Up in the Den. I'm Kule Agbayani, and we're going to talk a little tennis and other things now. I want to welcome into the show former top 10 tennis teaching pro in the world through Peter Burwash International and currently the head tennis pro at Makai Golf Course, which is amongst the top five most scenic golf courses in the world, as voted on by National Geographic, Mr. Ryan Winters. Welcome to the show. Aloha mai and mahalo nui. Ooh, hey, that's a good one. All right, first things first, though, just so our audience can learn a little bit about you. Where are you originally from, and what what brought you all the way to Hawaii? Yeah, uh, very blessed to be in Hawaii. Um, born and raised in Albuquerque, New Mexico, um, and uh, New Mexico State champion for tennis uh, in high school, and then uh, had a D1 scholarship to um, University of Colorado in Boulder, Actually took an academic scholarship there, Ooh. and uh, then the heart was like, "No, no, we do need to go to tennis." And <laughs> so um, I left school and decided to pursue tennis after that, um, and went on quite a journey from that. How did your parents originally feel about that? Yeah, it was Grandpa. Okay, Gra- Grandpa. yeah, Grandpa was the yeah the one that uh, you know a lot of my family are engineers, mm-hmm. um, so. That's kind of what I went to school for, but my heart and passion was in sports. Um, I actually have a um, father who was Mr. California and um, got called up by the Atlanta Falcons. My uncle was um, called up by the Dodgers. I think that was either after high school or college, but he ended up going into a family. Um, And uh, yeah, so a lot of opportunities, but... um, just kind of more so it's what was a part of me than than anything else awesome so athletic family what what made you get into tennis specifically and really wanted yeah that was passion behind that that was the other grandpa (laughs) uh, so on dad's side um i remember growing up with um a wood racket Mm. and uh just being out on the court with my dad he was actually the only uh, speaking of him again the only um athlete at his school in college to varsity in three sports so he did football basketball and tennis wow so i kind of grew up um you know uh with tennis and um yeah i just remember being out there with grandpa late at night under the lights and swinging a wood racket and just having a great time um and what really got me into tennis was when my parents separated um the kids across the street, they were members at one of the clubs, one of the tennis clubs. And uh, Tom Eicher, uh, love you, buddy, never forget you, the manager at our tennis club, um, he said, if I would swim for the team, <laughs> then I could play tennis there. Because wow. parents are divorced and money was tight, and so um, couldn't really afford lessons or anything mm-hmm. and being a part of a club was difficult and mm-hmm. so um, I was always just visiting with with my neighbors and um, he knew that I wanted to get into it and so he made this deal with me so I as an athlete just natural um, joined the swim team we did well and he let me go to the go to the lessons score that's yeah. one way to really yeah. get started in a sport wow that's a that's an interesting so journey i guess yeah sponsored right yeah you know? yeah, yeah. Good, your you original know? sponsors yeah, totally yeah <laughs> thanks tom <laughs> and now as a as a tennis pro what does your normal business day look like for you and how demanding maybe can some clientele 
get. Yeah, very true. You know, I, I'm actually uh, worked with um, the most prevalent individuals on the planet, um, and uh, it can be very demanding physically and mentally. Um, you know, ten hours on court, which is not even Oof. what we would normally, you know, even as a, a playing uh, pro wouldn't mm-hmm. normally have to do. Um, uh, especially they have a lot more breaks and, you know, they might do that long, but um, maybe not even just straight on court. So uh, it, it became pretty uh, intense and um, a lot of fun, though. Very interesting people to meet. And, <laughs> and I, I, I absolutely love it. So, um, yeah, it, it's what fuels me. It's my little sanctuary is that is that tennis court. Now, 10 hours, is that just like one client wanting to play for 10 hours <laughs> no, or how, no. how long is like a typical session? One hour, oh. but I'm, you know, you just the, then, then the next yeah. person comes out, next person comes out, next person comes out. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, and the funny thing is they don't want rest. Cool. Eh? I know. I can imagine. <laughs> they, it's funny. You know, I mean, they'd want to work out for their hour mm-hmm. and I'm like, uh, water, can I get some water? <laughs> you know? yeah, they don't care about no, your training no, sessions before or totally, after. It's totally, their hour. That's which, exactly right. Which, this I mean, makes sense. They are paying for that hour, so <laughs> <laughs> you got to do what you got to do. So true, and that's just it, right? So in, I'm trying to cater and and be a part of um, their experience and you know give them the best I can give. So, Ryan, I have to ask, uh, what advice would you give to someone like myself who has actually thought about taking up tennis, but just can't really seem to get started. I mean, I've even talked about it on the show with Alan and we've, you know, toyed with the idea, like, let's start playing tennis or, you know, we hear about pickleball all the time. That's supposed to be the easier way. So what advice- You just said a bad word. We're not allowed to say that word. I know. What advice would you give to someone like myself that keeps thinking, but not actually doing? Well, two things. Uh, One thing, it's fair. Pickleball is fun. But the other thing is that um, tennis is not that tough. Okay, and we're gonna go play. Okay, it's okay. it's that easy. All, all you have to do is bring it up with a pro, and and I've got you. All right, and I'm gonna show you actually how fun and easy it can be. Okay, because I can teach this to a five year old, to a ninety five year old. It, it's not that tough, right? But when we think of like, oh, I want to hit like Rafa, or or something like that, and coaches start teaching you like that right away. I don't I don't have the right to hit like Rafa. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I've I was a hitting partner for world number one. Like I can I can contend with the best out there. I'm, you know, got my own way of doing it though. And Monica Sellis had two hands on both sides. Um, Jan Michael Gamble had two hands on both sides. There's players that have one handed backhands, one handed forehands. It doesn't matter as long as you're the best that you can be. And it's it's just a it's a game. Mm-hmm. Right. It's a game. That's why we're doing this. Right. And I think we forget that sometimes as coaches. Um, and the first thing we're going to do is just go out there and have fun. Um, do you have any ball tracking skills? I don't know. You can drive, though, uh, right? You can drive I can a car, drive, right? and I, okay. I played soccer and basketball. There you go. Perfect. But I always find myself having difficulties when it comes to sports that are like an extension like you need a bat or uh-huh. a racket okay. or sure. a golf club like sure. i just yeah i don't know i well, can't be on target for some reason it, it's nothing that you've had to had have before right yeah. you have now have two arms yeah. and yeah and that takes a little while but just like anything if you want to be my dad always said uh it, it'd be awesome to be number one in the world at marbles and I'll, you know i mean all you have to do is put a lot of time into it mm-hmm. but it's nothing you can't do and that, you know, whoever put all that time into marbles, that's amazing. You know, they got skills that we don't. So mm-hmm. if it's something you want to do, don't be afraid of it. You can do it. And that's why we're here to, you know, 
kind of give everybody a positive uh, spin on tennis. Don't you don't have to do pickleball. Tennis <laughs> tennis will uh, add twenty years to your life. It's one of the four things in life that Whoa. will add twenty years to your life. And there are three times as many injuries in pickleball as there are in tennis. So no. be careful. Be careful out there, pickleball players. Yeah. So it's a much smoother, more cognitive, full body thing for tennis and much um, more benefits. But um, yeah, the body can only handle so much. And that's, you know, where this segue in my life has now led me to um, with, you know, Pua Lona and and these opportunities that I have for um, a new chapter in my life. Exactly. And we're talking to Ryan Winters, who is a former top 10 tennis teaching pro and currently the head tennis pro at Mackay Golf Course. And not only are you a tennis pro, but you are also the president of, as you mentioned, Pua Olona, which is revolutionizing the use of CBD for athletes. So how is Pua Olona different from other CBD products? And tell us exactly how you mentioned how it has helped you kind of recover and deal with your long teaching days. Yeah, well, it gets even more in-depth than that, so thanks for asking. I mm-hmm. actually broke my back. Oh, wow. Um, I was 23 and basically at the peak of my play. Um, and I turned pro at 25, which is way mm-hmm. late. But um, like I said, I left school and mm-hmm. you know just kind of followed, followed the heart. But that's actually when I was asked to play for uh, D1 was at that time. And um, unfortunately, ended up getting in a car accident uh, mm-hmm. that lucky, luckily to have survived. And um, uh, yeah, ended up breaking uh, my back uh, in a couple of places, um, transverse processes. So luckily didn't have to have surgery. But um, also didn't wasn't really taught the right way to recover, and was just given a bottle of opioids mm-hmm. and uh, sent on my way. So um, I continued to play two weeks after I was released after the hospital. Oh my goodness! And yeah, not the most um, brilliant idea that I've ever had. <laughs> um, but you know, sometimes when we're able doesn't mean we should. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, um, yeah, I, I kind of grew up in a, in a way that, you know, we can suck this up, we can do this. And, and I was able to, and I did, but um, just kind of led to a lot of pro- problems down the line. I was taking 16 Vicodins a day Ugh. and ruined my insides, uh, ruined my mentality. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, just overall, hindered my my recouping mm-hmm. actually um rather than progressing um so it kind of put me in a um uh you know frozen stasis that i lived with for quite a while mm-hmm. um constant pain and and just kind of overriding that um but i was living in colorado at the time and tried numerous cbds i actually had reason to become medicinal um, mm-hmm. for uh, use of THC, which as an athlete, I didn't like, but I did try. Um, and then just yeah, weaned off of that. Um, and not something that uh, I wanted to have to do, but I was willing to try everything that I could try. Mm-hmm. Um, I did prolotherapy, which was the most painful thing I've ever done in my entire life. It's a, if you don't know what that is, it's a straight injection of a sugar water concoction that your body feels is a um, toxin. And so they put it directly into whatever, um, joint or muscle or, 
um, part of your body that is uh, in in pain or mm-hmm. wherever your ailment is specifically, and they inject directly into it. Yeah. And yeah, I actually passed out on the table. It's excruciating. I guess, it, I, I don't know, maybe similar to an epidural or something. I don't know. Like it, it was, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, well, it's going straight into my spine. Ugh. So, you know, where my broken back is Yeah. and uh, your body thinks it's a toxin. So it goes to clean it out. And it's like, oh, well, while I'm here cleaning out this toxin, I might as well fix whatever else is here. So it's a way to yeah, push your blood and natural abilities to heal. Um, but, you know, it's, it's super painful. Um, seemed to work a little bit, but nothing ever really helped too much. Um, you know, chiropractors, uh, amazing. I appreciate all of them. Mm-hmm. Um, masseuses or massage therapists. Um, and uh, physical therapists, you know, everything was just one step forward, one step back, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, and then finally, years later, came across, I asked my um, pharmacist, uh, do you have anything better than this deep blue or biofreeze rubs <laughs> that, you know, are just basically masking me? Yeah. Right. Uh, and not really helping out too much. Um and he said, yeah, I got this uh, CBD pain gel. And I said, dude, I'm sorry. That stuff doesn't work. You know, I lived mm-hmm. in Colorado. I tried them all. Yeah. And, you know, tried tinctures, gummies and rubs and everything. And nothing had worked at the time. Um, within a few minutes after he put it on me, because he kind of forced me to put it on. I was <laughs> like, no, no, this one works. You, you got to try this one. I was like, okay. And uh, we played tennis together. So I was like, all right, I trust you. <laughs> and... Um, so he rubbed it on me, and yeah, a few minutes later, I was ready to buy him out of his store of what he had. I, I bought seven of them. Wow. Yeah, yeah. I spent a lot of money actually because when I, you mentioned I'm president, and when I became president, I cut all of our prices in half. <laughs> That's what I was gonna say. You're not just the president, but you're a customer as well. Right. So and I, I said, wow, this stuff works. When I um, became president, I said we need to just get this out. We we just need to help people. And so, everybody, you are getting this at a much better deal than I did, <laughs> and I'm happy for that. I just want to help, and, and that's our mission. So, what makes, again, Pua Olona different from, t- there's so many other CBD products yeah. out there, and then you also mentioned there's, like, not having to deal with the THC component as athletes. There's tons of athletes that will shy away from CBD products because yeah. of that component, and as we know, testing in sports and especially professional sports is very, very strict. Super so rigorous. what makes Pua yeah. Olona so special? Yep. Well, first of all, we have athletes that are tested and mm-hmm. they they pass. And the reason they pass is because we have 0.00, right? We're a zero THC company. Mm-hmm. So um, we really take into consideration the, um, the nano particles and these isolates that are going to be used in specific ways. And um, we don't want any psychotropics. Um, we're just mm-hmm. trying to get straight benefits for the body. And so we're protecting the mind and taking care of, of our bodies. Um, what really separates us, though, beyond that, is that we're the only local company that has proprietary formulations using specific terpenes. So what that means is we have an entourage of the three complex plant compounds of essential oils, CBD, and terpenes. Terpenes are basically what a plant uses to protect themselves. 
um, and I'm sure you've heard of essential oils. Mm -hmm. They they activate the body, Mm -hmm. and CBD is, um, you know, uh, assisting in ways that other plants never have before. So um, recouping, regenerating um, our cells on a different level. Um, So these formulations are, there's hundreds of terpenes out there. And what the ones that we're doing is are specific for certain needs of anxiety or um, regeneration uh, or recovery um, of muscles, uh, joints, bones. Um, and we have uh, an amazing mad scientist <laughs> that um, has uh, put his blood, sweat, and tears into this, um, our founder, Noel Remigio. And... Um, he's had very successful businesses before, and we're very blessed to have him um, integrating uh, these systems now to kind of disrupt the CBD industry and, and give a good name to mm-hmm. what CBD can do uh, for all us athletes or anybody that's really just trying to be the best they can be mm-hmm. in any way, shape, and form. So where can anyone go to find not only find out more about Pua Olona, but also try out the product? Yeah, um, we're happy to offer, you know, a comprehensive website, um, but more so we want to talk to you. Um, If you want to understand and um, get some insight, we're willing to take your call um, and walk you through whatever it is that you're curious about. Um, We're third-party lab tested. We're not just Mm. testing our own stuff. That's good. That's important. Right. So, Mm -hmm. yeah. So all of these things, we want to help you understand um, you know, our journey and help you along with your journey. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, uh, kind of our mission, right. To help you gain your own independence of if, whether it was like me with opioids, um, mm-hmm. or whatever it might be as far as your anxieties or, um, uh, recovering from your day to day, Hustle and bustle. Mm-hmm. And that can be, yeah, work in its own self. People, especially in Hawaii, right, working multiple jobs, often on their feet. So, like you said, anyone from someone like that, just always on their feet, on the go, to all the way up to your professional athletes. It's a product that can essentially help anyone and everyone. Absolutely. Awesome. awesome. All right. Well, one last question before I let you go, Ryan. Please. Who's your favorite tennis player? Uh, <laughs> I have, so I have, um, a uh, mixture. Uh, so I love Roger Federer's smoothness, right? He's just so graceful. I love Rafa's intensity. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, serve. I was a uh, Andy Roddick. I kind of an- mimicked my serve. I, I, I had a 130 mile an hour serve as well. <laughs> um, so I tried to uh, emulate him. Um, uh, the one-hander, uh, my buddy Tommy Haas, um, and the jumping two-hander, my, my coach, I loved to jump and hit the two-hander up in the sky. I don't know if anybody <laughs> knows Murat Safin, but, uh, my coach, you know, I grew up in, uh, kind of, uh, the tough part of Albuquerque, New Mexico. And my coach would call winters, your, your ghetto backhand when I would just <laughs> jump up and do it like that. But I sure did love that Murat Safin backhand, um, and uh, yeah, the forehand was anti-erotic as well. That's kind of all I ever had was was um, a big forehand and a big serve, and 
that was good enough to uh, become a hitting partner for world number one, um, you know, and uh, have fun with the sport as far as I could take it. Um, but yeah, I, I wasn't one of the ones that you guys saw on TV. So, <laughs> so I'm happy to uh, give them credit where credit is due. Awesome. All right. Ryan Winters, former top 10 tennis teaching pro in the world through Peterborough, Washington International, and currently the head tennis pro at Makai Golf Course, and also the president of Pua Olona, which is revolutionizing the product of CBD. Thank you so much, Ryan. Mahalo back. This was a blast. Awesome. Hope we helped some people. And uh, yeah, thank you again. Now you can check out the complete line of Pua Olona products at puaolona.com. That's P U A. O-L-O-N-A dot com, where you can shop high potency CBD products at a super affordable cost. In an effort to improve athletic performance, Pool Olona is also reaching out to the medical community that keeps our athletes healthy. If you or someone you know is a physical therapist, chiropractor, massage therapist, or coach, visit puaolona.com for collaboration details or Give them a call at 808-762-6390. That's 808-762-6390. We'll be right back on Wake Up in the Den. of all the beautiful people it's wake up in the den hope everyone is having a fabulous day as we are it's december 22nd we got a few more days to christmas uh but like we keep reminding you make sure just relax stay calm don't get angry i know it's gonna get a little crazy out there weather weather has been a little nuts the last few days alan wasn't here for the crazy weather that we've been having so just you brought you it. came and brought the sunshine although i do hear another one's on its way and then you'll be here. Yeah. All right. Well, <laughs> I can experience that one with y'all again. Hopefully, but everyone's staying safe. I was, it was funny though because I was in in California where it was actually freezing itself, and then but I was you know tied to the phone because I'm making sure the station's okay. I'm like telling my side of the building. I'm like make sure everything is saved, backed up. Make sure we're good to go. Watch for power outages. I hear this one's gonna be bad, and sure enough, I was watching it and I showed my pictures and videos to my mom and family. I'm like, look, it's quite funny. Because when we get hurricanes coming our way, it's like nothing like this. But when it's just supposed to be a winter storm, it's like we're in a hurricane. Dude, I know. And and it, it happens every time. Regular storms are like hurricanes to us. Hurricanes, you know, we're lucky enough that, you know, when they come from the, you know, the northwest, it, you know, we got it's we got Mauna Loa, so we got far, Kilauea, yeah. we got Mauna Loa, we got upper uh, wind shear. And also, of course, if it gets past those and we get Halaakala on Maui uh, to help break it up. And, and so by the time it gets to us there, you know, it's. We're, we're relatively safe, knock on wood, but then when they come from the south, these storms that come from the southwest, you know, those are the ones that really wreak havoc on us. And sure enough, this one, you know, according to all the videos and pictures I saw, was just bad. And I yeah. was I was kind of like, oh, thank God, you know, we were on the mainland at that time. We got to fly out right before it hit because we probably wouldn't have been able to fly out had it, you know, if we were scheduled to fly out those two days. Which actually was funny. I was actually thinking about, you know, because I booked my flight later. I wasn't going to go with my family, uh, my wife and my daughter. I was actually looking at when I was, I finally decided to go, booking on those days. I was going to fly out later. And, and good thing I ended up catching the same flight as my, my wife and my yeah. daughter. 
see you guys just missed all the craziness. Hopefully your house was okay when you came back. It was. It okay. was so it was so funny. Like all um, the gutters were clear. Yeah. And that's the main thing. Gotta make sure. Actually, <laughs> actually it's funny. My gutters were just cleaned out and cleared um, you know, a couple weeks oh, ago. That's right. I remember you to- telling me yeah. that. Yeah. So the sitter, the daycare center sitter that I take my daughter to, the husband has is a retired fireman and now mm-hmm. he has his own gutter company, gutter installing and fixing, repair and cleaning. And so as a Christmas gift, he's always known I want to redo my whole gutter system. And so for Christmas, he said they were going to do it for us. But then right now, just because of the timing, he's like, they send out a guy just to do an estimate or not an estimate, but just to kind of evaluate the situation. Mm-hmm. But he ended up cleaning our gutters for free just to clean them out. And so we had just gotten our gutters cleared and clean. So thank, thankfully, you know, everything was intact when we got home. Our screens are a little messy and muddy. I do have to clean those this weekend. Yeah, that's minor, though. But that's minor, yeah. kind. <laughs> All right. Uh, but, yes, hopefully everyone's good and cleaned up. But, again, I know this is, like, the last push to finish up any Christmas shopping. And everyone's going to be out on the roads to go see their family and, yeah, spend time with the holidays. Saturday, though, if you are driving around, there is NFL and we will have the Dallas Cowboys game on Hawaii Sports Radio Network. So it's the Cowboys and Eagles. This Saturday broadcast begins at 1045 and you can listen on your drive to anywhere on 95.1 FM and AM 760. But we'll got to step aside again and we'll be back to close it out on Wake Up in the Den. Back to wake up in the den. <laughs> Kule Ugbay Honey Alan Mia as he was in and out, even though he has not cleared yet. But nine more days, it'll be like an extended Christmas for Alan. And then we start training for the marathon next year. Woo! And no, we're seriously doing it this one. Yes. Because I was I, I was I will, not, sad. I will not guarantee that I will run, but like like I said, if the other half actually said that he would walk it. You know what? Like I can't I can't turn that down. Let's do it. And then we're <laughs> going for after marathon beers because we're gonna need it. Maybe. <laughs> probably just want to pass out. Probably. No, you're walking it. It's a little bit easier. I guess. I don't know. We'll we'll see how it goes. I won't make any crazy like. Should um, we start like weekend meetups and then we'll go walk and run and then have a beer after? <laughs> that's our that's our prize. Yeah, that's our that's our. Oh yeah, we worked out today. <laughs> Let's go drink a beer. What'd you guys do? We walked down the block to the Merriman's and we had a beer together. Did some twelve ounce curls and <laughs> walked <a> back. <laughs> Actually, no, we went a little heavier. 16-ounce curls <laughs> on our way back. Or, or if we get nuts, we go with the 22-ouncers. Actually, no. Don't they have some places? Do they have 32s at some places? I don't really? Know. That's like Las Vegas kind oh, size. Okay. Oh, well. <laughs> there goes our hopes and dreams. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> all <laughs> dashed in one fail swoop. <laughs> oh, all right. So like we said, the early signing period has begun. So if you want to go see the um, – ex- the full signing list so far for the University of Hawaii. You can check out hawaiiathletics.com or also if you want to see just more info about the other local kids that have signed uh, national letters of intent to go elsewhere, which of course we give them a congratulations to, then I suggest checking out KHON2 Sports as they do a great job of covering pretty much every all the bases and all of the players locally. So Rob DeMello and his team over there do a great job. So 
go to khon2.com for the sports or hawaiiathletics.com to just see specifically our um, players. Also need to give a shout out to the Rainbow Wahine basketball team who beat San Jose State yesterday 54-43 to end their non-conference schedule and the Rainbow Wahine will start their Big West Conference season away at UC Davis next week Thursday and then on Saturday uh, New Year's Eve they will play at Cal Poly and then vice versa tonight you guys know where to find me University of Hawaii men's basketball or in the Hawaiian Airlines Diamond Head Classic taking on Pepperdine which should be a relatively even matchup so it's good that they get to start this with this type of game to really test where they're at and not necessarily like I believe like last year they started with like Vanderbilt or something so um it's good that this one will be relatively even if they win or lose they'll play whatever side of George Washington and Washington State the first session of games today uh tips off at 10 a.m with Iona and SMU and then Seattle and Seattle U and Utah State at noon yeah, I'm not sure when, what time I'll go. I kind of want to see that George Washington, Washington State game, though. That'll be pretty good. Um, and then, yeah, they'll have the games next in the getting into conference. So it'll be a good time. So you know where to find um, Reiko. Uh, <laughs> and hopefully not Rhonda. Yeah, hopefully not We Rhonda. just want Reiko there. We don't want Rhonda to show up. You'll, 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 you'll know where to find Reiko. All right. So I want to tell you guys about this really quick before we run out of time about YouTube officially landing NFL Sunday ticket for $2 billion a year, they are paying to secure the rights to the NFL Sunday ticket franchise, according to sources cited in the Wall Street Journal. The deal cements YouTube as a rising force in streaming online and on television sets. DirecTV currently pays the NFL an average fee of $1.5 billion per season for both residential and commercial rights. So YouTube is licensing the residential rights for seven years. That's not too shabby. $2 billion seven for seven years. Whew. Oh my gosh. Those could increase if certain benchmarks are reached. So the source also said that the NFL will seek to license the commercial rights for bars and restaurants for an additional $2 million. So again, this will be if you are a YouTube TV person, uh, you don't get it automatically. So you'll still pay your like, what is it like 65 bucks or something a month. And then they, they the exact cost of NFL Sunday ticket hasn't come out yet. But the guesstimate is somewhere between 300 to 400 dollars hey. per season. So you'll have to pay for YouTube TV and then pay the additional. So That's I think they'll make they'll, I think YouTube TV were going to be pretty well set up to play the two billion dollars a year because you're going to have all these subscribers like myself that'll just be like dang it that's like the one streaming platform i don't have because i pretty much have everything like amazon prime netflix peacock paramount plus i have it all and then but youtube tv is one i don't because i can pretty much get all the live sports i care about on any of those platforms that i mentioned and now they're taking football. I'll, I'll tell you what. I'll like, take my money. I am excited, though, because YouTube TV does offer a lot of 4K programming. Oh, yeah. And so, your main thing. so I'm wondering now that Sunday Ticket, it might be in 4K because if you never watched football in 4K, oh, my God, you're missing out in life. <laughs> you haven't experienced life until you watch – actually, baseball, too. If you watch sports in 4K, you're missing out. Uh, it's, it's the greatest thing. And that's the one thing that I love about YouTube TV. It does have a lot of 4K channels. 
Oh my gosh. It's just going to be nuts. I just can't believe I'm going to have another streaming platform. And I also subscribe to like NFL or not NFL, NBA League Pass, uh, the MLB like season, whatever their version is. So yeah, I pretty much have everything. And now I have to add YouTube TV. <laughs> ah, I can't believe this. When I saw that come through, I'm like, great. Now I'm going to have to put more money into all these streaming platforms so but amazon obviously paid the reported 11 billion dollars to get the exclusive streaming rights to thursday night football over the next decade so it's just that's kind of where sports is going i get it um but it's just yeah it's just crazy and netflix actually had shown interest in a live sports deal because that seems to be the only streaming platform that hasn't dabbled in live sports because everything else has i mean i always every once in a while have that that dang thing stuck in my head hulu has live sports hulu has live sports so all of the other platforms have live sports except for netflix but they have shown interest because they have had those they have those popular like sports related docu-series including formula one drive to survive last chance you all of those things. So again, anyone who does subscribe to YouTube TV like Alan, you will have to pay that little bit of the additional cost. Also, with the prices being raised, ESPN Plus, gosh, everything's just, it's crazy. They're raising the price of UFC pay-per-views to $79.99. Uh, UFC pay-per-views on ESPN Plus will increase from $74.99 to $79.99 next year, starting with UFC 283 in January, according to Disney. And the junk thing is that this is the second year in a row that ESPN and Disney will hike the prices of UFC pay-per-view by five bucks. So they raised the rate in 2022 from $69.99 to that $74.99. And now they're going to raise it even more. But I think the worst part is, and I saw this chatter on Twitter, they're going to ra they've raised the prices like twice within the last couple of years, but like the fighter pay isn't going to go up <laughs> likely. So you just know, you know where the money is going and, and don't get me wrong. I think like I, the pay structure is, you know, it, it makes you want to be good and be and sell pay-per-views as the fighter to get paid more. But just the fact that the increase of the pay-per-view itself is going up this much and they're not now, they're not going to see their little extra bump is in pay is a little annoying. It's kind of been the gripe, right? Yeah. Fighter pay. And, well, now. And like based on relative, like, the rights and the viewership and everything. And so. Yeah. Oh, well. Well, hope you guys have a fabulous day. For Alan Mia, I'm Kule Agbayani. Mahalo for listening. Bye. Your brand new home for OIA Athletics, KGUAM, K236CR, Honolulu, is the Hawaii Sports Radio Network on 95.1 FM and AM 760. From the Salem News Center. And filling in for Chaz on Thai, and here's the latest.